You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. Okay, number two for you. My number two? Yes, sir. This album blindsided the mess out of me. Okay. And even to this day, I listened to it last night on the plane ride back. And I still love it. And I still find things that um, capture me, I guess. It's a way to put it. Or it still intrigued me beyond the music. It okay. wasn't at all what I expected. And it really like creeped up behind me and threw me in the million, million dollar dream. Okay. And that is Solange's seat at the table. Mm, let's talk about it. Man. Dog. Mm-hmm. I, I was not expecting this from Solange. So much so that the first maybe three or four times I heard it, I was like, this is like, this is terrible. What oh, is no. this? <laughs> this is trash. And, and dare I say, let me also say that Ode to Percy Miller, which is out on Snooze Button 4, which you can get at armandwakeup.com <laughs> and also on SoundCloud, was put out maybe like two or three weeks before this. Mm-hmm. So for her to kind of take it a step further and have him narrate it with his fake deepness, um, I appreciate anybody who wants to appreciate Masterpiece. Okay. I, I found out, I read something earlier today, I think in 1998, they said he put out 38 albums or something like that. <laughs> not, not entirely in 1998, but... Listen, listen, every week he was hitting you in the head with 21 <laughs> tracks. Crazy. But yeah, this album, um, I, I always divert to a different favorite song, um... You know, I fell in. I hated Weary, then I fell in love with it in L.A. Mm. Uh, the Kachinata remix of Cranes in the Sky is way better than the original. Mad is probably Mad, and then everything after yeah, and Scales. Mad and Scales are probably the only two songs that I don't like. See, I like Mad. Mm. I, I think Mad works. Um, I think for me, the album gets off to a little bit of a slow start. Yeah. Rise and Weary are a little slow for me. Yes, they are. Um, I don't even start the album with, with Rise. <laughs> I go straight to Weary or I go straight to Don't You Wait. Don't You Wait is... Don't You Wait is incredible. Yeah. All the, all the bridge at the end. All oh, the bridge at the end is beautiful. Um, finally came around, around on Don't Touch My Hair from it not being what I wanted it to be and just accepting it for what it is. The uh, beat on Where Do We Go. The, I mean, the, song, the beat is crazy, the but the song is, is still... I'm very curious. So what do you think what would have happened if Dre would have got his hands on that? <laughs> Those pianos. We would have called Scott Storch mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Um, oh, I like FUBU. I like FUBU. Um, uh, borderline is still cool. super slept on. It's cool. <sighs> You're bugging. That record is incredible. But what did you, you say? I interrupted you. No. Um, I, yeah. This, there's a there's a a center to this album that is really good. Like to me, you can start with like the cranes in the sky through Fubu section is really really good. But okay. borderline, mm, don't wish me well, mm, scales. Mm, I'm cool. I'm cool. These aren't these aren't bad songs. They're just not like wow. Yeah. And for me, like we're up at the upper 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 tier of the year here. I'm like th- this is really good, really good. It's in my top ten. It's just not this high for me. And it's interesting you don't like Matt. Yeah, eh, I'm not crazy about it. That's it's a, it's a, actually a coherent little Wayne performance. Listen, I, I come from the squad era of Wayne. Like I'm good. I'll I'll stay there. I'll stay with what he did with what happened to that boy or uh, what he did with Best of Me. I'm good. Even later on, the that was what I got. We taking over. Like 
the Carter okay. Three era. I'm good. I'm okay. good. Okay. I'm good. But yeah, this album, yeah, this album is is stupid. Scales and Mad are the only two records I can do without. Other than that, this album top to bottom is is great. Okay. Number two for me. Oh. Frank Ocean Blonde. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the the air is just falling out of the podcast. Oh shoot. Yeah. Oh, come on. Nah. Really? Pink and White is one of my favorite songs of the year. Nike's incredible. Nike's is a great record too. Ivy, incredible. Yeah. Pink and White. Solo. Uh, the second half of Nights. White Ferrari. My God. Yeah, you. Yeah, you love oh. white. White Ferrari is incredible. Do you love white Ferrari because it's white? Don't do that. I'm joking. I'm joking. Don't I'm do joking. that. I'm joking. I'm joking. How dare you? <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, Siegfried is really good. Like, no, this. I listened to this album way more this year than I might have expected. And I like Frank Ocean a lot. You, yeah, you are a Frank Ocean fan. Um, it, the first time I heard it, I, was, I liked it a lot. But Nike's had way more replay value than I thought it would. And then once I yeah. get all the way through Nike's, then I'm like, I'm just, I'm rolling, you know? And I could do without Good Guy. I could do without Facebook Story. Um, the, once you get past the initial... Like, oh my God, that's Andre Benjamin on solo reprise. You know, I don't know how much replay value it has, but it's a really easy album to like lose yourself in. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, when we were actually going to uh, the video shoot, um, Jay, myself, and uh, uh, Christian, the guy who shot the video, um, they just let it play. And it just, the way that it flows and, and is sequenced yeah. is very much like, you can get lost in it. I can see yeah. that. Really, really good. But no, I mean, there are songs on here that are just unbelievable. And I can't wait for him to tour. I cannot wait for him to tour. So you're going. Oh, I need. Yeah. Between this and Channel Orange. <laughs> sign me up. I can't believe right. he hasn't announced tickets yet. What is he waiting for? Here's what's going to happen. <laughs> he's going to do like five shows. <laughs> no, what he's going to do is. He's going to announce the tour. He's going to announce the tour Sunday night at eleven fifty nine and say tickets are available Monday at midnight. Right. That's what's going to happen. And then I won't get any tickets. Pretty much. Thanks. I'm already blaming you, and they haven't gone on sale yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, that's the but that's like the goofy thing that artists do. Like you got to give people time. Everybody doesn't have, you know, two, three hundred dollars set aside for instances when you decide you want to be fake deep and just announce on a whim tickets go on sale tomorrow. I know like you kind of got to give people time because you have a lot of fans and they're going to buy your tickets very quickly. And yeah, you got to give everybody a shot, man. My number one is uh, an album that you talked about earlier. Okay. Um, that you said was consistent, but didn't have oh, any peaks. Let's do it. I'm shocked because to me, this album is chuck full of peaks. Yeah. Um, this is an album that I have been waiting for since 2011 and I got it. And one of my biggest regrets in life is I bought tickets to go see them in Detroit and the night of, I wasn't able to go. What do you and mean you kept, weren't able to go? I can't really talk about it on the show. Okay. Wasn't able to go. They haven't been back since. Now they're everywhere. And I'm pretty sure now I have to wait mm. on them on 
to see them live. But they're one of my favorite groups. I'm super biased because I think everything they do is incredible. Um, and that is King with We Are King. I don't know what else to say about this album. I don't understand how um, the supernatural is not a peak for you. I don't understand how the right one, Red Eye, Carry On, In the Meantime, Hey, The Story, Native Land. How are those not peaks? Because I listened to this. I listened to it again one last time this morning. Oh, man. And I'm sitting there listening to it, and there was nothing bad, but there was nothing that made me go, oh. Oh, man. This is the guy who listened to Frank Ocean sing with no beats for an hour and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's crazy. Okay. All right. That's fine. I, I, um... I love this. It, the funny part is this album isn't perfect. There's songs I don't like. I'm not crazy about Oh Please. I'm not crazy about The Greatest. Um, but this album is way more than enough for me. Um, it's just an album that I can basically let ride and just bask in. Like the musicianship of it, the songwriting, it's just really, really, really good. And I love their sound. I love even sort of like the 80s vibe that they incorporate into it that a lot of people tap into incorrectly. They tap into it very well, like with their synths and things of that nature. Um, and the way that they blend their voices together is phenomenal. And yeah, man, they're just dope. I just, I, I love them. So yeah, my number one, easily, far and away. Okay. So now I'm curious to know what your number <laughs> one is. The album I listened to most this year. Oh, duh, stupid. The album talked about most anywhere this year. Oh, man. The Life of Pablo. Oh, man. Oh, man. People are, people are yelling and <laughs> screaming at their, at their computers. Everybody their can't sp- see this, but I have my arms extended out right now. Like, come at me, bro. <laughs> Waiting for the That's- booze. I'm like a res- I'm like a, I just, I just did my heel turn right now. No. Um, you really did. You really no, just listen. shook Vince McMahon's hand after beating up uh, The Rock with a steel chair. In a, in a year, in, a, in an era of music where we have abundance, right? It is not about, I got the one CD. So it needs to be like perfect. It needs to be yeah. tight. It needs to be, because I'm going to, I can only listen to this one CD for the next four weeks if I'm lucky. That's not, that's not 2016. In an era of abundance, in, a, in an era of too much, the highs on the life of Pablo are staggering. Yeah. Um, I, a couple weeks back, I went back. And looked at the or what would have been one of the, the the original track lists. He was sort of flirting around with one, but the one the the one that he did before it became that before basically there was version most of the versions of the album they start with uh, famous upfront before and then before they decided to totally change it up and make it Life of Pablo. But back when it was called Waves or Swish, um, the ver- the last version of Waves that he had where. Ultralight Beam goes on at the end. I took that and then I made an album from that. That is an incredible album. Mm. That is a tighter album. That is an album that is almost... This album is a cry for help, but it's disguised as a... It's disguised as a I'm sort of... I'm two people who am I? Because that is true. But like, you can't look at the year that Kanye had and then listen to Real Friends and not think he was trying to tell us the whole time. Mm. And the way that he was originally sequencing it, by the end, it's basically like Ultralight Beam is like, it ends with Kirk Franklin, like, you know, basically praying for, I mean, like, yeah, oh, like wow. that, the, the, re, the, the original sequence, um, 
it's all, you you hear it all over it's here is a guy who has weird and not and basically frankly destructive relationships with women uh-huh. right whether it's him still not okay with the death of his mother i mean 30 hours right talking about his old girlfriend um it's clear that he has problems with kim it i think kanye is the guy who kept chasing another woman and then he thought that the answer to his problems was to marry what he thought was his dream woman. Yeah. And that's not at all how it works. If you are at somebody all. if you are somebody who has a problem being faithful to to one person, whether you're a guy or a girl whether they're a guy or a girl, the answer to your problems is not to find what you think is the most idealized form and go and go get that. Right? All yeah. the money in the world is not going to help you. And this yeah. album even in the life of Pablo form. But the music that he made this year cries out for that. And so I wish he had put out waves. I do. I'm looking at waves right now. Okay. So it it doesn't start. No, Nina chop is famous. Yeah. Okay. I thought Nina chop was, um, uh, uh, hold on. No, it's a Nina. Cause it's a Nina Simone flip. Right, 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 right. I thought it was, what's the other record? Uh, what's, uh, you heard about the good news? Y'all oh, see? no, th- see, that's not even, yeah. So hold up. Let me see if I can find Yeah, That's you. not even on the album. Right. A feedback. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. That's crazy. So we, so we go, hold up. Let, famous- let, me, let me show you, let me show I'll, I'll send you a, an IM real quick. The, uh, the version I'm talking about. Yeah. Let me, let me get that. Cause I, cause I'm looking, I'm looking at the original track list that, has a little bit of this is when Swish was changed to Waves, and, ha- and they have Ultralight Beam um, at the end. Yeah, I think that's what where it's Nina Chop, Father Stretch My Hands, Waves, Highlights, Thirty Hours, No More Parties, Fade, FML, Real Friends, Wolves, Ultralight Beam. Yep, that's right. what I'm looking at right now. Right. That's tight. It's a much tighter album. I would replace FML um, and not take Wolves off. Just because I don't like those songs, they, but they they, but make, I get, they help the narrative, especially FML. Right, helps it's, the narrative. It's the whole narrative, right? I mean, no more parties in LA. Into fade makes so much more sense. Yeah, because then it's a it's a party, right? <laughs> right after saying no more right. parties, right? But even in the life, yeah. of, even in the form that life of Pablo actually took, and I actually, wonder, yeah, actually, this might be a better tracklist because this is, and I'm looking at a different tracklist where. They scratch off Nina Chop and turn it to famous. So this is there was a point at which because when it was called Nina Chop, it didn't have Rihanna on it. Yeah. When it turned into famous is when it got Rihanna on it. So there there was a time where they thought, here's this album that we're going to put out, and then they ended up you know not putting it out. I, I'm, um, I'm glad they put Rihanna on famous. I like her yeah, singing. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think it really works. But yeah. Even, so part two. Go ahead. Yeah. Even with all the even with the fact that Life of Pablo isn't what I sort of hoped it would have been. Even yeah. with all that, Ultralight Beam, Father Stretch My Hands, Famous, Fade. These are staggering records. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know how you feel about Ultralight Beam. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great song, but it's just, it's just, it's the cry. It's a cry for help on a, on a, on a small scale. Right. To me, it's, I can just, I, my body feels Kanye's pain right. when I hear it. I can't right. listen to it. And Kanye had argued, I mean, in a year of moments, like, that Yeezy season three was ridiculous. Yes, it was. I'm really mad I didn't get tickets for that. Kanye doing sort of doing a total 180 from the Yeezus tour and doing St. Pablo, right? Where no, not a big mountain, not big everything, but I'm literally in this thing that floats above you and everybody come mosh. Yes. It's the Oxcore DJ, but you know, I'm, I'm rapping along to it. 
Yep. I can't think of anybody else who had a, who had a a more defining year than Kanye. And I, you know, yeah, yeah. We talked about this extent. We talked about him extensively in the show. I don't want to talk about too much, but I do feel that like Life of Apollo as an album, I just don't know if it gets enough credit for how good some of these songs are. I mean, like it, it Real Friends it. is really good. No, right? it doesn't. No, it's not. Oh, <sighs> no more parties in L.A. He bodies that. Uh, okay, so. Here's the here's the thing. I was having a discussion. Uh, actually, I was having a discussion with Taylor and Jay about what the best verse of the year is, and three of the verses come from this album. Mm. Chance on Ultra Light Beam. Yeah. For me, it's Kendrick on No More Parties. <laughs> okay. He whatever he bought. I think y'all just want to hear Kanye rapping it. No, no, I no, like no, Kanye no, no. on Thirty Hours more than No More Parties. No, wait, no, I don't. No, I don't. Um, and. Uh, FML, or no, I'm sorry, um, Freestyle 4, which then Tyler took and absolutely oh, right. bodied. That's three. That's three. Yeah. And the other one is probably, um, I got a, I heard a lot of Big Sean on Holy Key. That um, Holy Key is on my list of things that were just randomly dope this year. Yeah, definitely. So I really want this version of Waves. Now, does your does your version have lowlights and highlights? No, or I just, just I, I frankly... I would have cut out highlights, but I was trying to stick the track list just to hear what it sounded sure. like. No, I you don't need low lights. You don't like highlights? It, the vulgarness that bothers you on like Father Stretch My Hands. Sure. I can overlook it because it's catchy vulgarness, if that makes sense. It's not quite catchy enough on highlights for me. Okay. Plus, DeBarge and Dream <laughs> and Young Thug. It's like, all right, all right, all right. It's like, <laughs> just relax. Um, the thing that's notable about the opening run is if you look at the credits, those first three tracks, four if you want to count Father Stretch My Hands as two tracks, but those first three records all have Rick Rubin's help on them. Um, and when you hear the stories about the versions that were floating around of uh, Father Stretch My Hands or obviously there were multiple versions of Famous back when it was Nina Chop, I, I like, obviously, I mean, it's sort of notorious what he did to help save Jesus. And I kind of wish that Kanye had used him a little bit more as an editor, but I, I don't know if Kanye did this on purpose. If maybe he just said, you know what? I want as many tracks as possible, but I don't know if it's an accident that now that the rules have changed for billboard, that this is that all of a sudden he takes what would have been a pretty tight, like, what is that? Like 13 tracks, 12, 13 tracks. Like if he takes a relatively tight album, all of a sudden we've got like 20 something tracks. Yeah. I don't know if that's a coincidence. I mean, the, this effort, this this sort of the way that streams are counted, this is going to have an effect on albums now. Yeah. And so Yeezus was, I mean, look, the cover art was a CD. That was the end of the physical era, frankly. Mm. You're not going to get like, if, you're, if your goal is to go number one, then you got to be pretty bold to release a 10 or, or 13 track album in 2017. Mm. It's hard. Those streams add up. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's why that's why Hotline Bling shows up technically as a bonus track on views. Of course. Why? Because you get all those streams. Get all those streams. Right. And then that helps the narrative of, you know, highest streamed, whatever, whatever, whatever. Right. Yeah. Whenever you create a way to measure something, people are going to game the system. Absolutely. Right. In, the, in, the, in, our, in our sort of, hey, not our heyday, but in our childhood, when rappers were trying to get how many discs can I sell? You think it's really a coincidence that everybody stopped, started making double discs because mm. they counted twice. They count two. Yep. Right. And so we had to deal with that. Like sometimes that worked out like, like, look, look we'll be on is all eyes on me. A hundred percent tight from start to finish. No, there's filler. 
Is there a double disc that is tight from start to finish? There are two that come close. I think Wu-Tang Forever comes close, but trails off mm-hmm. at times. I, and, I mean, frankly, it's hard to say because the mythology of the album is so tight into it, but Life After Death comes fairly close because it's a really tight two discs. Yeah. That's, that's barely, a, that barely qualifies as two discs. Yeah, yeah, because it's, was it? It's was 12 it tracks, tracks per, but some of that is like, there's like some skits, like they, they really had to like cram. They stretched that, yeah. They stretched, the father, father stretched my CD. Um, right. <laughs> oh, that was wild, corny. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like that's pretty tight. And even then, like if you were to, like if you were to, fl- you know, flashback to the end of 1996 and you were trying to get all this in there, do you, you know, if you, if you said, now nah, we're not doing a double disc, we're just doing one disc, you could make some cuts. You could, yeah. you could, but because we listened to that album so much records that I would cut, you're like, Oh, but you can't cut that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, but look at what that did for to bone thugs. Oh God. The art of war was terrible. It was terrible. It was terrible. And we're going to see projects like that. We're going to see projects where it's like, well, all they had was 12 tracks, but instead we get 20. I'm very curious to know how many tracks more life is going to be. Mm. If it's a playlist, they could easily do 25 to 30 records. Well, that's the thing. If it's all, and that's the other thing. And uh, Kid Cudi, <laughs> let's give, I guess Kid Cudi is uh, innovating here, maybe. Um, if you're, if it's only going to be digital, what does 80 minutes have to do with anything? Dang it, Kairos. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Kairos 2, 100 minutes. 100 minutes. Blows Easily. it out. Triple disc, like eight ball. <laughs> right. Oh, man, the triple disc. Yeah. Right. Part I was talking of, about that the other day. Part yeah. of it, right, tripled it, right? Part of it was they were trying to say, yeah, I'm good enough to get a double disc. Yep. Oh, right. yeah. It was the ego stroke. But yep. part of it, too, was, hey, we get double. Yep. I mean, even even Speaker Box Love Below. Was a lot. It was two discs. So, yeah, it sold 10 million. No, 5 million people bought that. It Let's did. be honest. They did. 5 million they people, did. not 10 million, but two discs, so it goes diamond. Yeah. So We going diamond. <laughs> so, anyway. um. So, okay, so here, before we get into that, so is The Life of Pablo your number one, or is Waves your number one? I mean, Waves would be my number one, but even still, Life of Pablo is my number one. I didn't list, there's nothing else I listened to more this year, despite the flaws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Despite the flaws, nothing else I listened to more. We talked about how much he, the the living album that we talked about, the changes that he made, et cetera, et cetera. But this album, in in a landscape where albums don't even make it past the week, there's been plenty of albums that I've listened to for clock radio speakers and like never touched them again. Right. He managed to make this album last for most of this year. Yeah. And didn't, you know, didn't do traditional. Here's the video. We're pushing this to radio. It was merely in here. The bad word again is the narratives that he created off of that. But I mean, that's what happens when your mother-in-law is who she is. Even still, I mean, I think part of it, too, is I don't know if Kanye really had a plan. So so the fact that he didn't have a plan was fascinating. I, but see, I like I look at that and I go, yeah, he needed Rick Rubin. You know, I mean, it like it's interesting. Like, I'm glad we got Waves on the album because Waves is good. I'm not because Waves wasn't done. But right. It's not done. It's mostly done. It's I just, I done. really wish what would have happened. Like, hey, this should have had a, especially when you hear Chance's version. Right. Um, I'm not the guy that said, yo, <laughs> dude, what did, but adding the choir, 
taking some of the pieces, you know, he took he took Chance's flow, maybe adding the choir to the second part instead of Cuddy. Like there was pieces of that that you could have took Kanye them and then made it into a finished record instead of you being indecisive about, you know, what you want to do with this album. Ironically, I think I I don't know if it's because he's at a certain point of his career. I don't know if it's because he might be not 100 percent like balanced. And that seems like an understatement considering what we have seen from Kanye this year. I don't know if that's what I don't know if that's what's causing this, but it's funny to say this because he, of course, started out as the producer, but he needs an executive producer. Clearly, one thousand percent. Clearly, but that being 1, said, I I just you know nothing I listen to more this year. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I agree. Same. Let's talk about songs. So we've probably talked about most of our favorite songs of the year, but you got some, or do you want me to start running through some of mine? Just run through yours. I'm gonna try. I mean, the first listen, the first three from Kanye: Ultralight, Father Stretch My Hands, Famous. All year, uh, the whole time. All Father year, whole Stretch time. My Hands is beat of the year, right? It's crazy because yes and no. <laughs> like okay. as a as a music nerd, the more I listen to it, the more I realize parts. I'm like, you know, Metro's drums that great, but it just works. Everything yeah. about it works. Yeah, and it's. I mean, the 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 father stretch my hands drop itself is like the moment of the year. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, that's probably that's probably that's up there for like one of my favorite songs of the year. Despite uh, all the stuff in there you don't like, yeah, that's how good that beat is. I mean, yeah, Kid Cudi is <laughs> singing his heart out. Is that not the hook of the year? Mm. It's a beautiful hook too. Yeah. Um, we yeah, talked the about- song, I mean, the first 54 seconds of the song is perfect. <laughs> so, <laughs> soon, as, soon as Kanye <laughs> clears his throat and says, yo, it's, it's a rap from there. And yet, and yet for many people, his opening bars are like instantly quotable. Yeah. I mean, they are. When you, went, them, when, it, when you went to the show. They 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 wrapped they wrapped that whole song line from line. Right. Yeah, it was loud. I also think that a lot of people who did not like the Life of Pablo album, and of course they wouldn't do this, so why would they? Um, the concert helped the album, just like with Jesus. Just like with Jesus, um, it actually kind of hindered some of the other songs. Like I still can't believe that. I mean, I can't believe highlights. Like highlights really didn't get a crazy reaction. I can't. Well, I still can't believe highlights fade. in Boston. But yeah, fade. I feel like fade just. Doesn't didn't work at that concert. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't. It, and then maybe the video didn't help it either. Like it helped Tiana. No, I think for Fade, I think that is not a tempo that is in right now. Mm. So it's an incredible song. Yeah. But you you're not bouncing to Fade, and that right. crowd was there to bounce. Yes, it was. Yeah, it's a mosh pit. Yeah. Right. 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 They're not there. <laughs> They weren't there to to boogie to groove like, <laughs> right? You know, right. <laughs> oh shoot! Yep, they weren't trying to two step and twirl like they were. Right. Um, we talked about uh, a chance. So, summer friends and all night. Love those two songs. Listen to them all year. Um, we talked about Rihanna. Woo. We talked about Levitate. We talked a little bit about Travis and Kid Cudi through the late night, but let me say it again. Both into like the hook is just perfect Kid Cudi. The, him rapping is depressing because you realize he's really just rapping about his drug use. Yeah. But 
it works as a song so well. Um, Again, the hook. Oh, Kid Cudi. And, and Cudi humming, yeah. I got to say, though, don't listen to the whole Kid Cudi album because there's just a lot of humming, like, everywhere. <laughs> just, like, hums. Like, I think he just opens with a... Like, you know, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> like, he's in there, and the producer's like, should I hold the synth note? He's like, nah, nah, I got this. And he just goes in right up to the mic. Like, I don't know what's going on. Oh, shoot. Um, you know what song I listened to a ton this fall? What's that? Tina Shea Company. Terrius. Terrius, Terrius. Company is great. It's, it's a joint. I listen to that a lot. I listen to Versace on the floor a lot because that record's incredible. <laughs> um, yeah, like, yeah finesse, finesse is on my list. Mm, but finesse is definitely on my list. I got a whole other random list of stuff I like that I thought was dope. I can start running through that if you want. Yeah, sure. I'm going to, yeah, go ahead. And then pick up off on that. Okay. We didn't talk about her at all, but Beyonce's Formation is great. It's a, it's a really good record. It's a really good song. Lemonade is not a really good album. It's not. I mean, I, I'm not going to say that because I haven't heard it. I heard it once. I heard it twice. It, it was a moment. The The video release on HBO was a moment. But yes, it was. Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. Like, there's yeah. stuff on there that's cool, but, like, Formation is by far the best song on there. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like nothing else on the album. Right. Um... We talked about it briefly, but like just a random thing that was dope was, of course, the Yeezy season three thing. Like as an event, as a concept, I, between Kanye and um, Beyonce and Frank Ocean, like I don't know where we're going next with album releases. Mm, mm-hmm. Everything is in the is in the pos- is this possible right now? Like there, the whole who who knows? Yeah. So there, you know. There are going to be missteps, right? Everybody after, you know, after 2013, everyone's like, oh, I got to do the surprise drop. It's like, yeah, right. okay. But if you're really big, then you don't do a drop. It's an event. Yeah. Um, Lecrae's Freedom. That was a really good song. I don't remember that, that song. It's really good. Um, DJ Esco, Benjamin's Burn. Oh, that beat is tremendous. Oh, wow. You talked about the DJ Esco project. Ooh, you really went and did research for this episode no i've been listening to benjamin's burn all year i love benjamin's okay. burn um even though the actual song didn't turn out as great can we can we give some love to designers double xl freestyle yes we can one yes, of the can. one of the dopest moments of the year yeah that was incredible future uh, not future jesus oh, oh no uh designers had a good year he's had a pretty good year yeah now he's grammy nominated so you know shout out to him he's had a really good year panda went number one mm-hmm did, I'm trying. Did Panda hurt the? I'm trying to think. Did did the idea of them pushing Panda? Do you think that that happened because there was no other way to get Father Stretch My Hands? No. If no. They, if if there were a better way to get Father Stretch My Hands, like let's say it wasn't just on title, if people could stream it everywhere and buy it everywhere when that album first came out, do you uh-huh. think Panda still blows up, or do you think it just becomes yeah, that's the that's part of Kanye's song? Um. I think radio helped that out because mm-hmm. radio split the two songs up. Mm-hmm. So when you're hearing Father Stretch My Hands 1 and 2, uh, or 1, you want to hear the the switch into Panda, but radio was only playing Panda by itself. So Panda kind of got enough space to stand out on its own where people weren't, you know, looking at Luigi and asking, where's Mario? Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think, I don't think, I don't think it hurt. I think it, I think it helped. I think it helped. Um, how did you feel about in retrospect? How did you feel about I got the keys? 
Is that a does that have a certain rapper on it that I should be familiar with? I'm not. I'm not familiar. Uh, no, like that song is annoying as heck. But um, that Joy beat is, is anonymous. No, no, no. Mm, but, that grew on me a lot. Did it? Yeah. Holy Ghost is incredible. What's Holy Ghost? Big Sean and Kendrick. Oh, Holy Key, you mean? Holy Key, thank you. Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, that's Ross. That's uh, I I still go back to Rich Forever somewhat consistently, at mm. least every couple months. Really. Why did Def Jam say that wasn't the album? <laughs> You're going like, to ask this question forever. And forever. There's no reason why that mixed with a couple of songs off God Forgives I Don't isn't the album. No reason. Holy key. Def Jam totally. Listen, I, now that Ross's run is about over. He's done. We're not going to appreciate what Ross did from 2009. Yeah, 9, 10 up until maybe 2014. Yeah. He, We're not going to appreciate that. He might and be an interesting candidate. He might be an interesting candidate for that for that idea that you have. I'm down. Okay. Um, let's, but, uh, let's write these down. Sean and Kendrick and Holy Key. Yeah, Sean. Listen, Sean. Sean wiped the floor with Kendrick. Sean. Uh, I don't know about that. Kendrick. The, Kendrick. That's Kendrick, one of those Kendrick. As you know, you, the verses that people like about Kendrick, I don't. And then the verses that I, was gonna I say, like. You're sitting on here championing, cha- championing no more parties in LA, but you're like, nah, holy key, come on. Yes. Nah. He, <laughs> he pl- he's playing with his flow in a way that I love. But Big Sean is great in holy key. Yeah, now, he is. The problem with holy key is that, you know, they had to blow out the hook and every, you know, it's like, all right, all right. right. There's enough going on in this song. You don't need the, you know, everything else. Um, but actually, speaking of Big Sean, 2088, two minute warning. Yeah. Casey and JoJo in detail. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's 2080. Here's the bad part about 20. And I like Selfish too. Um, I, I like Selfish uh, ta- or Talk Show? Talk Show with that sample? Yeah. That's Talk okay. Show. Um, Here's the problem with 2088. Okay. They benefited from the narrative. They, yeah. Like, but the narrative kind of hurt the music because nobody listened to it. And, I, and by nobody, I mean like people really did not talk about this album outside of. Janae got divorced and is now dating Big Sean. Here's the here's the problem with 2088. Are we sure Janae is good? She's not. Right. So there's, that really limits the, the music here. There's a bunch of people who do Janae better than Janae now. When she came out, nobody was really doing her style and people just completely took her style and overshadowed her. That's sort of airy, whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, other stuff that was randomly dope this year that we haven't talked about yet. We we talked about views real quick, but like, can we give love to Drake's Caribbean Jam run one last time before we close out 2016? Uh, <laughs> with you, too good. Yeah. Um, what am I missing? Um, um controller, controller, and Even one dance, and one dance, like one dance. I I I'm good. I don't ever need to hear again. But how he didn't build his album around that is stunning to me and if you're yeah. not we talked about it again we'll say it one last time if you're not going to build it around it give with you to party just yep. do but you know what it would have stuck out like a sore thumb in that party record that's fine so here's an interesting question if you're party, party needed well but here's the problem like right it would have sounded it would have sounded like one of those like records from 97 where it's like you have the record with puff daddy and then the rest of it sounds like yes <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that's what that would have been. It's um, like a Mike Geronimo album in yeah. 1997. <laughs> that's exactly yes. what it is. So, if you're party and if you're sitting there and you wrote and did the demo for work, and if you wrote 
a bunch of with you. How are you going to then turn around and make that dark, depressing album? Yeah. Maybe he just doesn't want to be big because he could have done it. I think. I feel like Drake takes all his best records. I feel like he, I feel like Drake, I feel like it's why The Weeknd left. Because the weekend Drake was taking all the weekend's best records. He took records. a handful of weekend records. He took a handful. Here's the okay. Well, but here's he the did. difference between here's the difference between the weekend and party. Okay. Um, the weekend is probably a better artist than party. I think that's true. I, we don't have much evidence of what happens when party works with outside people. Sure. And the weekend, frankly, working with Max Martin like saved that in the in in the in that Fifty Shades record blowing up. Kind of yeah. like changed his life. Yeah, yeah, that did save. He was he if that record doesn't blow up, the weekend isn't anybody now. No, he's the no. guy who put out House Balloons because Kissland te- was was a dud. I did hear um, the Pharrell remix of Wanderlust that's, the other day. That's dope. That record but, is so dope. But nobody cared about Kissland. Agreed. That came. What's on Kissland? Trash. Humor, humor me. Humor me. <laughs> What's on it? Trash. <laughs> Humor me. Humor me. Riddle, riddle me this. Riddle me this, Batman. I still say that because I'm weird. Okay. Uh, here we go. Tracks, albums. All right. That was nothing. 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 Absolutely nothing. Um. Yeah. What was the single on this? Live for? Oh, I remember live for. Oh. Yeah. Not good. I forgot about the. Uh, what was the other? I forgot about the zone. Oh yeah. Zone. I uh. So when I'm driving and I don't get a signal on my phone, I go to what's on my phone mm. and. Take care. One point five is on my phone, and the zone is on there. Well, yeah, and it's like this didn't age well. Oh, really? Nah, it's not that. It's not as good as it was. Mm. Um, yeah, I think you're right with that. Um, I got, I got other, I got other random stuff that we have. Okay, talked about. yeah, yeah. Um, even though Endless was not as good as Blonde, there are two records off Endless from Frank Ocean that are really good: Alabama and In Here Somewhere. Okay, just want to give him some love. All right. Um, I really wanted to like that Bonnie Vera album, but that's a weird <sighs> album, man. But there, 33 God is a great song. I, who's the other guy who kind of sounds like Bonnie Vera? I think who's his name? James, James Blake. I often hear a lot of artists who I respect talk about that, talk about James Blake. So whatever he put out this year, I checked it out and <laughs> I was just like befuddled. Like, what is this? Um... Trying to look. Okay, so did we go back and listen to the Tribe album? I did. So how did how did it hold up? I think it's even less impressive. Mm. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I I recall that the, I really liked the first two songs. Yes, started off really strong. Yeah, you know what? It's actually not as strong as you think. <laughs> it's okay. okay. It's a lot of okay. Here, okay. Here's an album that was on a lot of people's list, and we didn't even review. Okay. I feel like we need to talk about it. I think I know who you're talking about, but let's go. You want to do it now? Yeah. Okay. Anderson Pact's, uh Malibu. Yeah. There were two songs on there that I thought were really good. Which were? Am I Wrong, which was everywhere. Yeah. And Lightweight. I liked Heart Don't Stand a Chance, and I liked Without You uh, with the highest Coyote sample. That was crazy. Um, I didn't love this album the way that everybody else did. I think we just don't like his voice. He, here's the thing it's with- real hit or miss. Here's the thing with him. Production helps his voice out a lot mm-hmm. because with the uh, with the No Worries album, it's the same production. It's 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 a loop. Right. And so his voice stands out even more. His voice kind of has to carry the melodies. This Malibu album actually has instrumentation on it. 
So it's not as bad. It's the content that I'm not crazy about. Malibu. Yeah. Okay. I kind of just wanted him to sing about love and (laughs) girls and, and even some of those were like, okay, all right, all right. Okay. 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 Um, am I wrong? Is cool. I like, am I wrong? I like that a lot. Yeah. That was everywhere. Yeah. Oh no, no. Um, I was thinking of another record. I'm sorry that I thought you didn't mention. Never mind. Um, yeah, I wasn't super crazy about that, but Hey, shout out to him. Um, uh, I got I got more random stuff I'm happy to talk about. Yeah, I because I'm I'm going through your list right now, but go ahead. Um The Return of Trap Jeezy. I wasn't mad at yeah. it. Wasn't mad at it. Nothing that really it's not like one of the best of the year. There wasn't anything that I was like, yeah, this is on my top whatever list, but like compare him to TI. And it's one of those things where it's like, I don't think either of them is where I would hope that they would be. But like Jeezy is interesting because he clearly felt that in order to go back to the trap sound, he had to rap like he was still in the trap. Mm. And T.I., uh, we talked about him earlier, where um, he's trying to say something, but he didn't bring the, the sounds along with him that, that we're sort of looking for. I, I need a world where we can have both. Like, that's not greedy, is it? Like, Jeezy could work with Shoddy Red and D-Rich without pretending he's still 2005 Jeezy, right? Yeah. But that doesn't seem to be how this works. Yeah. So I'm not, but I at least like it was good to hear Shoddy Red and D Rich again. Yes, it was. Um, as much as dope as Shoddy Red is, Jeezy and D Rich is maybe a notch below. Mm. Like him and D Rich is super under. D Rich is very underrated. Very underrated. Like yeah, D Rich. I just wanted to say that D Rich got some joints. Okay. Uh, yeah, keep going. <laughs> uh, other stuff. So I talked about Division already. Talk about Frank Ocean. Talk about Bonnie Bear. Um, talk about Francis and Lights. Uh, did you re-listen to that Schoolboy album, or have you listened to that at all? Um, I haven't listened to it in a while, but um, that part was a dope record. That part really grew on me. Um, I think you know what seeing Kanye do his part live helped. Yep. Um, Lord Have Mercy is really dope on there. Uh, okay. But a lot of that album's very. Excuse me. It's all just very dark and gritty, which is fine. But like, I think Schoolboy can do better. Mm. I don't know. I feel like so you. I feel like he tried. I feel like he tried to kind of switch it up a little bit, and that didn't really work out. And so now he's just gonna make Schoolboy Q records. If that so, makes sense. So you want to hear him do more songs about being in the studio? <sighs> is basically what you're telling me. The fact that that song blew up still drives me absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. Anyway. Um, Mayor Hawthorne put an put out an album this year, and it was it was cool. But Get You Back is really dope, so people should check out Get You Back. Um, random stuff that I I like this year. How okay? I'm gonna sound real old. How do you pronounce this guy's name? Is it Black? Uh, yeah. Is that with the B spelled like a six? Yeah. Problems is good things about his project. I heard it's good. It's not that good. Problems is by far the best song. Okay. People was really hyping to join up. Okay. Yeah, you know, problems is oh. really good. Um, somebody else I meant to talk about, friend yeah. of the show, put out a really dope project. I listened to it actually on the flight to Florida. Uh, Xavier Omar, formerly known as Spazzy Rocket. Did you ever check out? Did you check out the Everlasting Wave? I did not. It's dope. Um, a lot of people. Um, Blind Man is a really dope record. I really like if this is love. Like, really, really dope record from him. 
So, so I, need to, I, I, need, I need to check it out. Yes. Okay. Without question. Um, yeah, he's got some dope records on there. Um, uh, I, re- I revisited the the Dram album. I know you didn't. <laughs> I know you didn't even give that a chance this year, but you should. I went and listened to the. Um, I listened to the uh, the Erica record that. Oh, that's sampled for something. Somebody sampled that record's it. all right. Yeah, it was it was it was cool. Dram is like the 2016 male version of Missy Elliott. That's a big statement. Without Timbaland. Oh. <laughs> but the weird it's like there's the we I don't know if it's the Virginia vibe. I don't know what it is, but like, <laughs> I'm just like how you just completely switched that up. Like without Timbaland. Like, but like oh, okay, yeah. When yeah, you nah, hear when once I've said that, if you go and listen to some of his songs, like he just finds these weird little things and they kind of when they work, they work. In a minute is dope, cute is dope, out of sight is dope. Um he's a really interesting character. And in a year, in an era of hip hop that can sometimes be so serious, I appreciate the, the character, him being a character. Yeah. I went back and listened to Common's album. And? Black America, again, is great. Unfamiliar is great. The rest of it, eh. Hmm. It's all good. Did you hear the more Black America again remix with Gucci? No. We didn't really talk much about Gucci this year. Gucci. He's not really in the Clock Ready Speaker's wheelhouse. He's not. Um, I mean, but that, doesn't, that, hasn't, that hasn't stopped us before. <laughs> um Gucci had a really interesting year. He got out and he basically did what Bootsy didn't do. Mm. And Bootsy was a, um, he was sort of like a, a, a troll or an internet phenomenon by a lot of people who didn't actually listen to Bootsy music. So then when he got out, he started doing Bootsy music and they were like, yeah, this is it. But <laughs> Gucci had more of a narrative. Again, I hate that word. Um, and he utilized it and and his change was so drastic from who he was. It allowed him to flourish. And I think he put out like two retail albums this year, right? Yeah. He had the Christmas one, East Atlanta Santa. And then he had the uh, the other one that, that was, uh, I think that one number one, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's not really our thing, but I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at what he did this year. Mm. So I'm not mad at this year. Trying to think if there's anything else. So what didn't work this year? So I went back and listened to Macklemore's album. I feel bad for him. You feel bad for him? Because I really feel like he's sincere. He's really sincere. Incredibly sincere. I think he's totally sincere. And I think that he hit a lick on the first album. He just hit a lick. And it became, how do we replicate that? And he was torn in between what makes sense financially and what makes sense artistically. And his album like ended up being a mess, unfortunately. I think the Ryan Lewis style of production, when it was paired with the high energy tempos that they were working with for most of their singles, really works because it's different. Yeah. Right. When you take that same style of production, the sounds that Ryan Lewis likes to use, and when you slow it down a little bit, bigger chorus maybe go like a little bit more like like it's an anthem you got to be real careful yeah um downtown (laughs) downtown was not good at all um there are slight like minuscule parts of downtown that you're like oh that's interesting but no it doesn't work overall we've we've made fun of dance often for good reason it's (laughs) atrocious it's really bad it's so bad um but you're right he's very earnest um he, he could probably take a couple bars off, let Just Live for a little bit. Like, just relax. I think if Go he takes overseas, a couple... 
sleep on. I'm sure he's sleeping on his mattress is made of money. Go, go, go do whatever. But he think, think about this and try again. <laughs> I think his, uh, if he takes a couple bars off, yeah, he's done. Mm. I mean, more done than he is now, unfortunately. Because again, I feel I feel bad because I really feel like he. And then the white privilege record. Ew. Again, his intentions were good. Yeah. And I think it was the wrong time to be the hey guys, I'm marching with you because didn't it kind of come off pretentious? It came off as a lot of things. Um, <laughs> it it's really it's a really awkward thing to put out as a white person a record called white privilege yeah so that alone like right. the title was like no <laughs> people didn't people didn't even want to give it a chance because of what it was called right i get that um so anything is there anything that we have missed about 2016 so for you uh, like you talk about your you talk about albums we've, we've run into we've r- ran through a ton of random songs that we liked um any, anything we missed or anything so what was your what were your favorite songs of the year uh what did I play a lot? Yeah, uh, it was Father Stretch My Hands that I played a lot. I mean, a lot off of the albums that I listed. Yeah, same um, here. There was a record, we talked about West Side Gun a few weeks ago, um, but he there's another artist on the label named Conway who has yeah. a record called Birdie. Like, Screwface, Timbaland, Averex. <laughs> Mute, like, I know you don't like Static Selector, but... A beat is crazy. And Conway is the MC of the group. Um, and I like Conway. I think he's dope. I played that a lot. Um, I played Finesse a lot. I played I played uh I played uh False Prophets a lot. Uh, the J. Cole record. I liked what he did with I is as as controversial as it was and you know, motives and all that stuff we talk about, like I studied that that record is very bare bones. It's a it's a it's a breakbeat chopped up a little bit with a, a a hint of a piano. He raps. I think they're like two twenty four bar verses, maybe even two thirty twos. And the hook is just something him repeating something. Very bare bones, and it worked. Right. Um. What else did I play? I played a lot of views. A lot of. I'll, I'll say this. Uh, views grew on me. Oh, the record. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I still like Western Row Flows better, but views grew on me. Um, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keishonata's Cranes in the Sky remix. Um, pink and, oh, lots of pink and white. Lots of pink and white. Um, Beyonce coming in on background vocals is just always a moment for me. Um, we didn't talk about the Mac Miller album. Went back and re-listened to it. Here's the problem with it. There's two, but go ahead. <laughs> He's in that Anderson Pac. His album reminds me of Anderson Pac. For the production is really the production on Mac Miller's album was really good, but I have no desire to hear what Mac Miller has to say about much of anything. It was Oops, pal, surprise was. <laughs> I think I, th- I actually I thought the production was good, not great, and because he really can't sing, that makes for a difficult listen, right? You have eh, on the singing, good but to me not great production, and like you put, oops, pal, surprise, Facebook, Facebook knowledge going on. That's not an appealing mix for me. Yeah, that's real. 
That's real. I, I think the narrative of 2016 is what what is what appeals to Armand. <laughs> yeah, that, like, that's, that's the narrative for everybody. What, what's yeah, Armand listening to? But we're not. But you know, we 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 said it before. Like we catch a lot of heat for what we thought was cool. So a lot of it was, and I think I felt I even felt this way about 2015. Like y'all, it might just be me. I don't I know. I might be getting to that place where music doesn't do it for me the way that it has when we started this show. That's possible. That's And so now it's like trying to navigate and sort of to come full circle on the rant that I had the other day. I just, I want to create it instead of talk about it. And maybe that's what's leading me to listen to stuff. And, but like the artist bug in me is like, okay, like you need to get, you, you need to finish what you started. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's right. it. Maybe I need Maybe. to put out my album and then like I've got some ideas. I'll talk about you, talk talk to them about you, talk to them with you about it more offline. But, you know, maybe then it'll make me listen to music better and subjectively. Mm. You know? Maybe I don't like the list the the people who listen to the show to not like and like say passive aggressive things <laughs> to us <laughs> that they would never say to our face. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I think part of, I, you might be right, but I also think that, um, I think that music, I think there's just sort of cycles of when there's a lot of really good music and maybe there's not a lot. Of, like, I, so I went back and I just picked a random year. I picked a year that I couldn't remember that much amazing stuff coming out. So I picked 2002, right? Okay. So I go back and look at 2002. And so there's good stuff that really, really good stuff that came out that year. Like the, the second, the reworked version of In Search of. Incredible. Yeah. Right. Cameron's Come Home With Me. That's a pretty good album. Yeah. Eminem Show. At the time, that was really good. Yeah. Um, but there's a whole lot of oof, like evolution, and uh, you know, five hundred degrees was not a good little Wayne album. What was on evolution? Was that <laughs> was that gangsta loving? Yeah, it's got to be. It's two thousand two. One of the worst rap songs in the history of forever. Right, and you have on the one hand you've got um, <laughs> like lost tapes, right? But then like Trina, Diamond Princess, and. <laughs> LL Cool J's 10. Ooh. And, right. And Blueprint 2, which was, that's a mixed bag. Um, Missy Under Construction, not really the good, a good Missy album. Ooh. Uh, Royce's Rock City. Oof. Even The Roots Phrenology, not a great Roots album. Like, I think there are times, but then 2001 had a ton of stuff. 2003, like, you kind of, sometimes you get good years and sometimes you get bad years. I mean, remember we famously, like, the 06, like, 05, 06, 07, there were some lean times in there. That's the, that's the worst era of hip-hop to me. Right. The, the snap era is far and away the worst. There were some lean times in there, but, like, yeah. 2010, 2011, 20, like, so it might be cyclical, but it also is that we are getting older. So, like, what happens now? Yeah. You know? And, I mean, frankly, like, there are still times where I hear music and I'm I'm still floored. And as long as I have that, I'm all right. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. Okay. So I think that's it for the year. I think we're good. I think we're good for the year. So I'm I'm going to um, definitely recreate this Waves album because I'm very interested in hearing this. The thing that sticks out the most is just the issues he has with women. It's like coming at you like left and right. Every Almost yeah. every song is about it. Um but recreate the waves album. But everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, not to, not just to this episode, but to Clackerty Speakers in 2016. Yes. Um, I don't know if we'll be back next week because I don't even know what there might be to talk about. But we will be back relatively soon in the new year. 
Um, we've got some interesting, interesting things planned, but we appreciate you listening. We appreciate fourth district support. We appreciate everybody who rates the show or everybody who just listens and doesn't tell us. We, we, we love all y'all. Um, Armand, you got anything else? Uh, nah, man. Uh, Merry belated Christmas. Happy new year. And, uh, we'll see y'all in 2017.